chapter 37 of the book of Exodus. Vayas Bitzalel et Aaron, Bitzalel made the ark. Chapter 37 is a description of the vessels that Bitzalel makes to place inside the Mishkan. In the previous chapter, the Torah told us that Bitzalel made the partitions. The Mishkan is made of curtains. It's a not a permanent structure. So first, you build the curtains, you build the spaces. Now, inside the spaces, you put the vessels. And the Oel Moe, the tent of meeting, which is a synonym for the Mishkan, the place of God's indwelling, has two main parts. There is the Oel Moe, it is the place where God is present, and that has two different parts to it. One is the main part of it, the Olmoed, in which are placed three vessels. You have the uh, shulchan, the table, upon which the showbread is, is set. And the table is described in chapter 37, beginning in verse number 10. And then you have the menorah, the candelabra, uh, the golden candelabra, complex, ornate, and that's described beginning in verse number 17, and then also in that space, you have the incense altar. There are two altars in the Mishkan. One altar is outside the tent of meeting, Petach Moed, before the entrance, before one walks in, and inside, there's the Mizbach HaKetoret, there's the incense altar. And that's described beginning in verse number 25. But the chapter begins with a different vessel. Vayas B'tzalel et Aaron. B'tzalel made the ark. And that is in the inner, inner chamber. What we call the Kodesh Kadoshim, the Holy of Holies. The inner sanctum. So altogether, the inner sanctum and the sanctum are the Olmoed. And these are the four vessels, the Aron, which is the most, the innermost, the place from which God speaks. And the Ark, we are told, has a cover. It's called the Kaporet in verse number 6. And on top of the Kaporet, we have the Kruvim, the cherubs, whose wings are spread out over the cover of the Ark. In verse number 9, the cherubs, the kruvim, had their wings spread out above, shielding the cover with their wings. They face each other. The face of the kruvim were turned toward the cover. So this is a very, this is a description. It starts with the innermost, the Holy of Holies, the Ark. And then we have the table and the menorah and the Mizbach HaKetoret. In the previous chapter, we have the partitions, the curtains. Now, what's interesting is that in the initial instructions, there's a difference. First of all, in the initial instructions, which begin back in chapter 25, the curtains are not mentioned first. The vessels are mentioned first. And it begins once again over there in chapter 25 with the Ark. Uh, in... Uh, Verse number 10, chapter 25, verse 10, They shall make an ark of acacia wood. It begins with the ark. Nachmanides inferred from this that the critical vessel of the 
tabernacle of the Mishkan is the ark. He argued it's the critical vessel of the Mishkan, because the purpose, according to the Ramban, Nachmanides sees the purpose of the Mishkan primarily as a place from which God continues to speak after the revelation at the Sinai. So chapter 25 begins with the ark, and then it moves to the, um, of course, the cover and the kruvim, and then in verse number 13 of chapter 25, you have the table, the Yosita Shulchan, and in verse number 30, uh, 31, you have the menorah, so in the instruction, it starts with the vessel, vessels, which are the purpose, reflect the purpose of the Mishkan. And only later, in chapter 26, does it talk about the, 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 the cloth, the curtains, the linen, that divides the space. And that makes some sense. First, the purpose, and then, practically speaking, you separate out the spaces. But when you're actually making it, as Batsal is doing, there the Torah, Batsal deviates from the initial description, because he's actually building it, so first you build the spaces, and inside the spaces, you put the vessels. But what is very interesting is that in the initial description, in chapter 25, it starts with the ark and the table and the menorah, but it doesn't mention the incense altar, which is found in that very same place. The incense altar, in fact, is not mentioned in chapter 25 at all, nor in the chapters which follow, but the Torah waits until chapter 20, uh, chapter 30, actually, chapter 30, the beginning of chapter 30, And it's very striking that the Torah waited until chapter 30, the other altar, what we call the altar, the Mizbeach, upon which the sacrifices are brought, which is actually situated by the entrance to the Ol Moed, that's found already in chapter 27. But the Torah delayed until chapter 30 to tell us about the Mizbach HaKetoret. When Betzal, of course, is constructing the Mishkan, he does everything in order. He builds the spaces, then in those different spaces, he puts the vessels. So really the question is, why did the Torah, in fact, or what can we infer from the fact that the Torah delayed in telling us about the a requirement to build the incense altar until chapter 30. Now, chapter 30, of course, follows the end of chapter 29. The end of chapter 29 is a description of the purpose of the Mishkan. The very end of chapter 29, the beginning of chapter 29, is a description of the process required to prepare the Mishkan for its use both in terms of the vessels and in terms of those who serve in the Mishkan, called the Miluim. And then, at the end of chapter 29, the Torah tells us about the purpose. Verse number 40, 44, The tent of meeting, the altar, Aaron, his sons, will dwell amongst the children of Israel. I will be for them a God, and they will know. 
כי אני השם אלוהיהם אשר הוצאתי אותם מארץ מצרים ולשכני בתוכם אני השם אלוהיהם, they will know. So the purpose of the mission is that they should know that I am the God who took them out of Egypt for the purpose of dwelling amongst them. I am the Lord their God. So that tells us about a purpose. And now in chapter 30, in the continuation, So there seems to be a connection between the purpose of the Mishkan, and now only in chapter 30 afterwards does the Torah tell us about the incense altar. Now the incense altar is described in the beginning of chapter 30, and it's made of... uh, it's made of wood. The dimensions are given. It's covered with gold. And in verse number six, "Venatata oto lefnei parochet asher alaron haidut," place it in front of the curtain that is over the ark of edut, of testimony. The aron is sometimes called the ark of testimony in front of the cover that is over the pact. What that means is not that it's actually in the Holy of Holies, it's on the other side, the other side of the curtain. But when the Torah describes where it is, it describes it in terms of the Ark. Somehow it's connected to the Ark. And as the Torah continues uh, to describe it, and on this incense altar is brought ketorah, is brought incense. It is brought in the morning and brought before evening regular incense altar, and then the Torah says, bring nothing else on this altar. This altar is only for incense. Chapter 30, verse number number 9. And then, in the last verse, Once a year, Aaron shall perform purification upon its corners, upon its horns, with the blood of the sin offering of purification, midam chatata kipurim, says the Torah that once a year, and the Torah later says this is the day of Yom HaKippurim, the blood that's brought in the inner chamber, the Holy of Holies, is also sprinkled on the incense altar. So the Torah has drawn a connection between the rite of Yom Kippur the purification rite of Yom Kippur, of the incense, when the priest enters the Holy of Holy, as the priest walks in, the, the priest is filling the inner chamber with incense, with ketoret. And the Torah says that once a year, the blood of the sacrifice that's brought in the Holy of Holies should also be thrown on the incense altar. So what it sounds like is that there's a connection between the incense of Yom Kippur of the Holy of Holies, the once-a-year incense, and the incense of the Ketoret. The incense of Yom Kippur is what allows the priest to enter the Holy of Holies. In a sense, it shields God. The full revelation, standing fully before God in the Bible and the Torah, is dangerous. So what the incense allows for on Yom Kippur, in this intimate meeting of the human being and God, the incense allows a revelation, makes possible a revelation to stand before God. And what it sounds like, actually, is that the incense altar, as it's positioned back in chapter 30, is a way of saying, The purpose of the Mishkan is a place where God is present. What the incense altar allows for 
is for God's continuing presence, which the human can can connect to. The incense is what allows the revelation to be partially obscured from the human. The full revelation of God is not possible. But there is a revelation which is possible. And the incense altar, described after the Mishkan is built, is a way of saying the purpose of the Mishkan is v'shochanti betoch b'nei Yisrael. I will dwell amongst them. The incense altar is what, is what makes the revelation possible.